The Mindspo Podcast. What do you see with your mind's eyes? Welcome back. Let's elevate. Roll your shoulders up and back. Unclench your jaw. Elongate your spine as you take a deep breath in. And now, exhale. Now take your mind to that person, place, or thing that you have gratitude for and start to feel into the joy available to you at all times. Elevate into a higher vibration as we expand together and dive into this conversation. Welcome to the Mindspo podcast. You are tuning in for another episode in our Mindspo manifestation series brought to you by Manifesty app, which is our app. If you haven't already gone into the app store and downloaded Manifesty, this is your sign from the universe or from me, Rochelle Fox, your podcast host. <laughs> to go and do it. If you didn't know, we actually created Manifesty app. It is a piece of code that we wish we had for years when we were on our manifestation journey. It is how you can create your reality with clarity. There are so many manifestation meditations on there, as well as meditations to help you lower anxiety, connect with your inner child, reprogram your subconscious mind, as well as an affirmation maker, manifestation movies, a future feed, and so much more. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. I am here with the other co-founder of Mindspo and Manifesty app, my partner in crime and in business, my lover, Crystal. Crystal, <laughs> I'm here again. Hello. And today we are going to be diving into step three of our manifestation process. If you have not heard about our manifestation process, you can go all the way back to episode two of this podcast where you will hear about beliefs and the importance of reprogramming your subconscious beliefs in order to manifest. And often on this podcast, we talk about beliefs because it's really, really important to look at your beliefs, to analyze your beliefs, to let go of limiting beliefs and to create new empowering beliefs. And we were talking about how there is a belief that is not very common that Sol and I have that has helped us manifest and create our reality and live a very unconventional life that we want to share with you. What's the belief, Sol? It doesn't have to make sense. Say it again. It doesn't have to make sense. Oh my gosh. It doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to. Nothing has to make sense. No. Oh, okay. So... (laughs) I freaking, I love this one because it is, I want to say relaxing. It's so relaxing to operate from a, like a a lens of reality. It'd be nice if it made sense, but it doesn't have to. And I think when you get into the spiritual, personal development, esoteric world, there are some things that don't really make sense. And it's funny because as someone who teaches this stuff and talks about this stuff, I often get comments on my Instagram feed that are like, where is the scientific study of this? Not everything I say is a scientific study. I love using science and I love finding data and looking at things that are really, really solid that have been studied, that have been proved. I think that's amazing. It can can give you a great boost in your confidence. But there are so many things in this esoteric spiritual world that are mystical, that are magical, that require you as a person to take 
a leap and to let go of logic. So how do you feel this belief that it doesn't have to make sense, which is like something you and I say to each other quite often. Like it's not just a subconscious belief that we have. It's a very conscious belief that we will say out loud to one another. When something happens, maybe that's mystical or magical, we will look to each other and go, well, it doesn't have to make sense. There are so many examples, just before you dive in, there are so many examples in our life where you and I have shifted to a reality where something has completely changed, where we've been told that we're not going to be able to get internet for a year in a suburb in Australia because the ABN isn't connected and there's no way and everyone calls and we can't do anything about it. And then literally the next week we mysteriously get internet. There have been so many things that have happened in our life where there was no logical reason. There was no thing that we could backtrack and really understand, but things just happened and shifted because we believed they could shift. And we also believed that they could shift without things making sense, which meant magical things could happen. Yeah. It can become a bit of like a limiting prison to expect that everything needs to make sense and everything needs to be logical. And you can get trapped in that. And you can also very easily just start getting super frustrated at all kinds of stuff in life. I find that we often use this belief sometimes also to to cut short a potential energy drain. Like something might happen. We use this in multiple ways. Like we use this primarily as a means of staying open and curious, but it's also a great mitigating factor to just let go of stuff because if you need everything to make sense, then- that's an expectation that may not always be fulfilled. And then if something doesn't, you might get hung up on that. And then you start arguing about it and you start telling people about it, you start complaining about it. So it works in that way. Yeah, I want to give some context on that one just really quickly because Sol and I, we live a very unconventional lifestyle. So we've been digital nomads for many years now. We've been living in different countries, moving around. And something that people don't really talk about when it comes to being a digital nomad, you see a lot of the highlights reels on Instagram of, I traveled to this country and it was amazing. Behind the highlights reel of being a digital nomad, there is a lot of paperwork. There's a lot of logistics that you have to figure out. And there are a lot of rules and regulations and just things that come with that lifestyle that sometimes don't make sense. Like maybe you'll go to a country where the laws are just like not making sense or the visa process is like, what, how does this work? And we really use this sometimes to allow ourselves not to get stuck in the nitty gritty to overanalyze and to get frustrated with these things that pop up into our reality. And we just release them by literally saying, well, It doesn't have to make sense. And the minute we do that is the minute we stop focusing all of our energy and our attention on trying to figure out why things are the way they are. It's like- You're trying to change the the things you can't change. Yeah, I think that a classic thing is we always say, it's like control the controllables and surrender the rest. That is one of my core beliefs and how I operate at life. So if it is not within my control, then I can quite often go, well, it doesn't have to make sense. I can just let it go. So that's one way we use it, which really allows us to have- have so much more energy to create because rather than complaining and trying to figure out something that is not within our control, we just release it. And then the other aspect is- The other aspect is that it just allows you to lean deeper into certain beliefs Mm -hmm. that you can install, which you may not have a basis for that may not make logical sense. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really, but it's like, if you could, if you could take that leap and be a bit more open-minded, a bit more receptive of 
potential and possibilities. Mm. Most people might tell you, you might have something that you want to manifest, something you want to create, something you want to believe. And maybe people around you are a bit more physically focused yeah. are just like, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. Why would that happen? And you could just be like, well, it doesn't have to make sense, yeah. you know? And in fact, something I would highly encourage if you are in that situation, you find yourself getting into sparring matches with people who don't believe in the possibility, who think everything needs to make sense mm-hmm. and everything needs to be logical and everything needs to be scientifically proven, then that can become a real big waste of your potential mm-hmm. because if you get stuck in arguments with people who are of that mentality, what's the outcome? What's the benefit? So you have an opinion, they have an opinion, they have an extremely high burden of proof. It needs to have been isolated and documented and peer-reviewed and repeated in a laboratory and whatever else. And then, well, that's impossible for this thing. Like I always say, it's in order to scientifically prove something, you're going to have to put mad scrutiny under it. You're going to have to capture it. You're going to have to take photos of it and put it in a lab, reproduce it most of all. Well, what about all the things that happen once? Mm. What if could, do you just not think that something could ever happen maybe just one time? Maybe there's something that happens every 100,000 years. What if maybe there's some frequency glitch in our galaxy that affects the planet in some weird way and it happens every 28,000 years or something? How do you scientifically prove and isolate that bit? I remember a, a friend of mine's father, I spoke with him once about extraterrestrials, right? And so- Oh, we're for talking instance, about aliens? We've never talked about aliens. We talked about aliens, cars. right? And so, I mean- for, for instance, How for me, are we going on alien? Yeah, well, let's go. Let's go deep. Fuck no, it. No. Come on, nah, just for a moment, just for a moment. For a Why moment. not? I had long. I mean, come on. This is a, this is a legitimate topic. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just. I'm just. Here's, I'm here's just joking. So. Look, here's just something to think about, I'm right? Joking. If you type in UFO yeah. sighting on YouTube, mm-hmm. you will be presented with hundreds of thousands of video yeah. footages of random people standing in a field somewhere with grainy footage being like, what the hell is that? They'll be acting it out and speaking better than Tom Cruise in his latest performance. Like those are real emotions. They're random people. They're not acting that out. But here's the thing. Even if a whole bunch of those are just some CGI acted out crap, you have to realize it's not about 50% of those videos being real for it to be real. All it takes is one. Mm -hmm. If one of those videos truly captured an anomaly, an extraterrestrial craft, then it's real, then it exists. Mm -hmm. Now, I tried to explain this to my friend's father, and his mentality was, I'll believe it when I I see it. it. And I'm like... Oh, no. Oh, boss. Whoa, that's a big burden of proof. So you basically need to be like shaking the alien's hand before you'll accept Mm. that it exists. And I think why this belief, accepting this belief is valuable and important that it doesn't have to make sense is because so much of manifestation is about believing the seemingly impossible, the seemingly unlikely. I have a foundational belief that I always expect to get lucky. I will be the odd one out. Chris is the definition of the lucky boy Someone syndrome. has to be. Soul was literally doing the lucky boy syndrome or the lucky girl syndrome before it was even trending. You've been doing this for years. Eight years. 
Yeah. I remember the exact foundational moment when I installed that belief. It was when I was driving our car down to Sydney from Mm -hmm. the Gold Coast to drop it off before we were flying out to Bali, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. And I listened to an audio book the entire way, one one session, nine hours. It was uh, When I Stop Talking, You'll Know I'm Dead, useful stories from a resourceful old man, Jerry Weintraub's life story, his biography, a man who'd who'd done a lot of amazing things in his life. He was uh, the producer of the karate kid. He was Elvis's tour manager. He dreamt up wanting, he had a dream that he was Elvis's tour manager. And so he got his manager's number, the other colonel, called him, the guy just hung up on him. He called back every single day for an entire year until one day the guy said, all right, if you want to take him out on tour, then come to Vegas tomorrow, bring me a check for a million dollars and we can talk. And then he managed to call up a bunch of people, eventually talked to some radio tycoon who was a huge Elvis fan. And the guy literally cut him a check for a million dollars. And then suddenly he's on tour with Elvis. Mm. He made back seven or eight million dollars on the first tour or something. He's at home resting. The phone rings. It's Frank Sinatra going, hey, I hear you're one hell of a tour manager. This was the beginning of this guy's like insane career that had so many twists and turns. But there was one moment in particular where I remember I actually pulled over on the highway and I had to write this down because he said, he just said, always expect to get lucky. And I was like, ooh, that right there, that's a foundation belief that you can apply every moment of every day. Whenever, you know, when you're driving somewhere and it's probably going to be a big queue and you're going to have to wait a long time, uh uh-uh. If you're trying to drive to the supermarket or something and usually there'll be no parking spaces, uh-uh, I'm going to get one. I'm going to be the old one out. I'll be, someone's got to be. Today, it's me. It's always me. And so it's just, does that make sense? Does that, is that logical? No. Mm-hmm. In fact, the numbers are against it. But just let everybody do that. If, if people are like, no, I need to, I need to see it in order to believe it. It's just realize that you can also go in the opposite direction. You can also believe it until you see it. And I think like going back to that. So the idea of believing it until you see it, for me, that is visualization. So when it comes to creating your reality, visualization, seeing things in your mind's eye, that is such a powerful thing to remember. Like if you can see it in your mind's eye, I believe, then you can bring it into reality. You can bring it to life. So allow yourself to play with the things that you're like, oh, I don't know if that could happen. It's like, maybe you can't see that happening for you right now, but can you see it in your mind? Can you play with that idea? Take the lid off your dreams. And I feel like with this whole entire concept. It's like you have to allow yourself to think bigger. You have to allow yourself to have a bigger thought, expand, and to really allow yourself to stop putting yourself in the limiting belief bubble that you have been conditioned to stay within. And you don't have to maybe get outside of your comfort zone in your physical reality right now. But what happens if you just decided to get out of your comfort zone in your mental reality? What happens if you decided to start getting uncomfortable inside your head because the more you get uncomfortable inside your head, the safer that visualization is going to feel, the more that is going to feel familiar to you. Yeah. An example, for instance, is there's all these wonderful experiments where they test all this stuff. There's the one where they get people to practice shooting hoops on a basketball court and they get three groups of people. So one group does nothing. They're the control group. 
Then you have a group who are practicing shooting hoops for an hour every single day for six weeks or something. I don't know the exact numbers anymore, but it's basically you have a group of people who are like doing the thing that we think makes sense logically. They're trying to get the ball through the thing and they're slowly improving their target practice. Great. But then there's another group of people who just sit there and they just imagine throwing the ball perfectly through the hoop every single time. Now, I'll need to look this up to get the exact percentages, but all, but all I can say is the results showed that the control group got no better because they did nothing. The people who were practicing the logical thing, they got whatever, 20, 30% better at getting it through the hoop as like normal, logical, whatever. But the group of people who just pictured it in their head, they never touched the ball ever. They still managed to get significantly better, like almost near the same amount. Does that make sense? Not from our current understanding. We cannot explain that. Not really. If you said that to an average person on the street, you said, hey, you can get better at throwing basketball hoops without ever touching a ball just by imagining it. Most people will tell you, no, you can't. That can't be it. But it shows you that there's a tremendous power in the mind that we do not understand yet. People think that we don't have enough humility as a culture to realize how little we actually know. We think like, I know, I know, yeah, we all know. The guy with the uniform, he knows. The guy standing on the mic with the big suit on, oh yeah, we should follow him into battle. He knows exactly what's happening tomorrow. It's like, he doesn't know either. He also goes to bed at night being like, oh my God, I don't know what anything is really. Honestly, I think one of the best things you can do, like someone wrote on my Instagram recently, how do you know all this stuff? And my answer was literally to just to keep reminding myself that I don't know anything. And I think that just constantly to allow myself to be a sponge for knowledge. It's a paradox, right? The more you learn, the less you know. And something else I want to say on this point of it doesn't have to make sense is in my own experience of hosting retreats and taking people through coaching, the people that make the most progress, the people that have the biggest change, the biggest transformation are those that didn't have to make sense of every single step along the way. I have found in my own experience when coaching people, the people that had to make sense of every single little thing that had to connect everything together to have to know what was the reason behind this, the reason behind that. They're so stuck in their logical, like step-by-step process that they're not open to any kind of change and transformation. So I always encourage when I meet someone that I can see is in that pattern. And I used to be in that pattern as well. It's like, could you ask yourself just for this one week to dispel belief, to just accept things as they are, to just allow yourself to be a sponge, to stop questioning things and instead to be open to things. And I feel like when you can ask yourself, like, how can I be more open to this? How can I stop trying to poke holes in this thing? And I think that's a really common thing that we do. It's like, sometimes I feel we're brought up with this idea of we have to find the flaw in everything. We have to poke holes in everything. And when we do that, it's like we're exhausting ourselves, always trying to find the rhyme and the reason. And then you're putting so much energy in trying to find what is wrong with this thing rather than being open to the possibility that, you know what, this could just be a different result. Like this could just be a random anomaly. Like this could be a shift. And I think that's just really important to remember as well, because when you think about these beliefs, it's like these beliefs can serve you in so many different ways. And when you have these like strongholds in your head that everything has to make sense, I have to have a step-by-step process of everything. It can just close down the possibilities for you. I feel like so much of manifestation is actually opening your eyes to the possibilities of what could be possible and taking away 
the conditioning and the clutter that you have been applying onto your mind. It's so much of manifestation, as I always say, is letting go. You went to school, right? And in school, everything had to make sense. This is why we do this. And this is why we do this. You're not in school anymore. This is the world. This is life. You don't have to be in that conditioned container. You can open your mind. You can expand. And I think that this is just a classic thing of coming back to one of the core foundations of this podcast and Mindspo is being curious, having an open heart and a curious mind. And something I just want to say here as well, it's like with everything, you have to find the middle. So this isn't about living in completely complete ridiculousness and nothing needs to make sense at all anymore and we don't need to follow any social constructs and established ways of being etc that's not it i think it's about realizing that the baseline for society is very rational it's very reduced possibility is very much reduced and i definitely feel like there's an up there's more and more people embracing like well maybe things are a little more wild than i previously thought and just living in my little box of beliefs isn't a full accurate representation of reality so it's not about taking this to the eighth degree but it's about not taking rationality to the eighth degree where every single thing needs to be rationalized and documented and structured it's more about when i look at nature i look at the oh, fact that you you can learn so much from observing nature mm-hmm. so think about an acorn that turns into an oak right a tiny little thing that falls on the ground and somehow ends up below the surface and then it sprouts and it keeps going and within a couple hundred years this thing has turned into a gigantic tree how does that make any sense mm-hmm. And now here's the thing. Could somebody attempt to try to explain this? Possibly. There might be someone who could sit there and study this all their life and try to explain it. Is that going to be you and me? Probably not. Is that an entire lifelong conversation trying to explain that? Yes. So just move past that point and just be in awe at it and be like, wow, that's mystical. That's magical. When I love going underwater, when I'm underwater, you just realize you're in this alien world where everything feels different. I'm suddenly I'm floating. I look up and the surface of the water suddenly looks like a liquid mirror. I'm like, why does it look like that? I don't know. I can't explain it. It's just all I know is it's effing magic. And there are so many things that you can notice that highlight just how mysterious life actually is. And there are people who encounter spirits and ghosts. They see entity. There are some people who can perceive these things. Now, most people are like, that makes no sense. Okay. Do dreams make sense? Think about all the random anomalies around dreams. People have premonitions in dreams. People have lucid dreams where they're awake. I've had that before where I remember my dream like it's a real memory and I could control it, which is, whoa, most times you have this kind of weird drunk style experience and then you don't remember anything, but not always. Now, does that make any sense? Because most people will write off dreams as just, oh, it's just your brain like processing some random crap. But it's been shown, it's been proven that's not the case. I think one of the most beautiful things about the belief that it doesn't have to make sense is that when you choose to believe that things don't have to make sense is the moment that you can stop trying to put all the logic together and match all the dots and you can just sit back and look at life and just be in awe and look at the magic unfolding without judgment, without having to connect all the dots. And that to me is when you can truly be present. That is when you can truly be at peace. That is when you can truly just accept what is and just be like, whoa, 
I love doing that. I think one of the reasons why I want to go and see the Northern Lights so much is I have never Googled or tried to understand why the Northern Lights are how they are. But all I know is one day I'm going to go to the Northern Lights. I'm going to be in one of those glass igloos. I've been manifesting it for years. I know exactly where I want to go. I'm going to be lying there looking up and I'm just going to be like, holy fucking shit, this is amazing. And I cannot wait for that moment. And I don't care how it happens, what the process is. I I could not give a... (laughs) ass. I do not give a shit. All I want to do is I want to look up and go, don't I live in a magical fucking planet? And I want more moments of that in my life because when everything has to have a label, an explanation, when everything has to be explained, that is when I feel like my brain is working on overdrive and we are so in our logical mind. Like I want to just be in my feminine flow, my creative chaos and just be like, oh, wow, look at this. That to me is just joy and presence and expansion and living. And I think just like our action step for this, our last takeaway in this podcast is how can you just go and look at something, find something small and magical in nature or that that's just happening that you don't understand? How can you look at it? And rather than trying to label it and understand it and pick it apart, how can you just look at it and be like, wow, isn't that amazing? Isn't that magical? Here's a good way to do that. Look at whatever you're wearing right now. Look at whatever shirt, jumper, pants, look at it and look really closely and realize that it's all a single piece of string. And then notice how insane that is. Like notice how, what I love to notice is that everything is covered in an intricate pattern. Everything from your skin pores Mm -hmm. to the pattern on your clothes, to the table, to this mic that I'm looking at right now. Especially when you look at nature, you look at little rocks, you look at trees, look at bark, leaves, like you realize, holy crap, this thing is so intricate. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, you are not trying to put it all into a box. You're not like, oh, well, that's this kind of pattern and it was formed from this kind of geological. Don't do that. Just look at it. And realize it's so much more than you could ever explain with your words and your thoughts. And, you know, that state, being in that state of awe, is a very high vibrational state. And it's a state of pure gratitude as well. Yeah, it's gratitude and presence and awe. And it's just a wonderful way. It's how you enjoy the journey. That's why I love the beach so much. Yeah, the beach. My God, when you look at all the times, Sol and I. And then look, go to the beach, pick up a handful of sand. And realize that there are more planets in our multiverse than there are grains of sand on this planet. And just let yourself, just mind fuck yourself for a moment with that. Because that makes no sense. Do you know what I mean? That makes no sense. And it doesn't have to. Amazing. Baby, thank you so much for joining me for this out-of-the-box conversation. These are the conversations that I love having. These are the sorts of conversations why we started this podcast because this is literally what we talk about, like just hanging around the house, deep diving with the souls. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this conversation and you feel like someone else could just use a little mental break from their usual programming and look at things from a different perspective, then share this podcast on your Instagram stories and tag us. I am at Rochelle underscore Fox. This is at Mindspo and soul is Chris Soul. We're sending you so much love and we will see you in the next one. 
Thank you for joining me for this episode. You can discover more from Mindspo on Instagram and TikTok by following at Mindspo and myself at Rochelle underscore Fox. If this episode inspired you, then please pass it on and share the love. And if you're new to our world and you want to elevate your mind and step into your best self, then be sure to download our app Manifesty from the App Store and take advantage of the free trial. With Manifesty, you can create your own vision board movies, practice powerful meditations, and set affirmation reminders so your phone supports your journey towards that abundant vision of your future. And lastly, always remember, you create your own reality. So go and make some magic. 